Hello and welcome to Live Till 5. My name is Chris Harper and this is KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. I am not your fill-in host today. We're going to be getting to your fill-in host, Lindsay Nagengast, in just a moment. But first, I wanted to let you in on a technical detail that was a problem for us this week, and that is the recording of our second hour. Now, you might have noticed last week that we didn't have either hour available, either by podcast or during the rebroadcast. This week, we had the same problem with our recording, but only with the second hour of the show. So, no second hour this week. I apologize. It's a software problem. We know what the issue is. We're going to get it fixed, but... There's a little problem at the beginning of the first hour, rest of the hour is fine, and then the second hour is unavailable. So I apologize. We will make sure we get it fixed for next week. Thanks for listening to Live Till 5. Let's join Lindsay at the beginning of our first hour of Live Till 5. I'm your host for this week, Lindsay Nagengast. We're glad to have you here with us today on this Friday February 23rd, 2018. The time is 3.05 p.m. And we're here at KHMG Studios, broadcasting from the campus of Harvest Ministries. This is episode 254. Nice. I think. I think so. (laughs) We are glad to have you here. And again, you're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG Harvest Family Radio. If you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in Saturdays at 12 p.m. or Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. Chris, is there anything else they need to know about how to tune in? KHMG.org. You can tune in there. If Let's say you're driving and you go home and you want to listen and you don't have a radio nearby or something, you can listen on your phone or your computer, KHMG.org. Awesome. We're here in the studio with Chris Harper, who is graciously helping us with uh, all the little buttons and making sure we sound okay. I don't know if the words will be okay, but the sound will be just great, right, Chris? It should be fine. (laughs) And I'm also here with Marie Paulin. Thank you, Marie, for coming in today. And thank you for asking me (laughs) or forcing me or (laughs) inviting me. I couldn't be doing this show without Marie. That is for sure. Marie, this is your first time on Live Till 5? Yeah, it is. I've been up in the radio station many times, um, but this is the first time I've been live, so I'll try not to be nervous or ramble. I like the, this is a great view in here. I got to say, last time I came in here, there was, the board was different and the walls were different and there's some cool stuff up here I think Chris put up here. Yeah. Yeah, some, some old school radios and some soccer stuff, which I love because we're a soccer family, but thanks for having me, Lynn. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to be a common theme for this uh, two hours, a couple giggles and laughs here and there. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) um, So we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about our theme, which is called The Sweet Aroma of Victory. That was given to me by Pastor Heron. Thank you, Pastor Heron. Thank you, Pastor Heron. If it were my... um, choice. I was going to go for gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but I don't know if that goes with the, (laughs) I think the, um, the Christmas season's over. So yeah, I think the gold theme, I think we're going to touch on that a little bit. We are. Frankincense and myrrh, not 
too much. Yeah. So thank you, Pastor Heron. That's a good save there. I don't know. I don't know if the guys have ever done a sweet aroma. Guys don't just don't have that uh that same scent. <laughs> Since so, I've been here, we have not been. Oh no. We have not done a sweet aroma <laughs> program of any sort. You know. It's going to be a fun show. It really will. We're going to be talking about uh, the Olympics, which is the gold and the mm-hmm. victory. You know, you got that. And then the essential oils. I'm bringing in some essential oils. I got to throw in some topics that the ladies can connect with. And I think some of our listeners that are ladies can connect to that. Yeah, they, they call that broadening your listener base. That's right. I know terminology <laughs> and it's out there now. So, nice. you know, a lot of people queuing in for the guys and a lot of guy talk. And, uh, you know, there's you've got to broaden that base. Right. So I think all the ladies are going to come back next week and be like, Where, when are you guys going to be talking about essential oils? And, uh you know, Lawrence is not going to know at all what they're talking about. Probably not. No, no. He he's not as familiar with it. Um, and I know I'm pretty sure Pastor Jared is not as familiar with essential oils either. But it'll still be fun. We're going to have the regular segments as well of um, this day in history and what's in my coffee. So let's get started. I have um, the holidays and observances of the February for the this past week, February 19th through the 23rd. So I'm just going to read off a few of the interesting observances and holidays that we have. It's amazing how there can literally be a holiday or an observance. I guess it's not necessarily a national Mm -hmm. holiday, but an observance for anything. I'm just amazed by it. But on um, obviously Monday was President's Day, along with the Coast Guard Reserve's birthday. So we're very thankful for that. And then on February 20th, so Tuesday, was National Cherry Pie Day. Okay. <laughs> and so, love your pet day. Love your pet day. That's an everyday thing. It can be, right? It is an everyday thing, yeah. And then on um, the 21st, we had card reading day. And I thought this was kind of funny. You would think that the card reading day would be like closer to Christmas and Valentine's, the two days that actual cards are read or purchased to be read. What, do you get them out a second time and read them over again on this day? Or what? No, so what day is card reading day? The 21st of so February. you're supposed to hold all your Valentines and then read them on the 21st. On the 21st. That's it's what just... you do. Eat all the candy. That's how long it takes to get yes. through the candy. And then bust the cards out and be like, oh. Yeah, I'm still going through the candy. That is for sure. <laughs> I think I bought my own chocolates as well because my husband was off island. So I'm like, we're going to treat myself this year. There you go. Bought my own chocolates. My well. wife keeps the candy for a long time. And so I'll look and she's got a place where she keeps them. And I always think, when, how long ago was this? I don't even remember this one. But she Same keeps with them us. That's when we time. weed out. We weed out two times yeah. a year, Christmas. Oh, this snowman chocolate has been here yeah. literally for a year. Throw exactly. that out. And oh, here's a sweet tart. From last year, that goes out, and then we put the new stuff in. It sits there for a year. So good for us for not being, you know, sugar addicts. Right. Literally, the candy is sitting there all year. But now our cards are now sitting there for two weeks because we can't read them till the 21st, apparently. The 21st. Card reading day. <laughs> That's super funny. What else we got? Um, we've got uh, the 22nd is Be Humble Day, which I thought was so interesting because we really should be humble every day, but... Humility should be part of our everyday lives. Put an emphasis on it on that day. On that day, exactly. The 23rd, which is today, we have Diesel Engine Day. I don't know. There's your essential oils right there. My essential oils. (laughs) I mean, you got to have oil in an engine. So there you go. And we've got Pinocchio Day. 
and I'm not sure why. If that was the day that it was created or came out. Come on, you're lying. I meant Pinocchio. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> do we not have that queued up? No. Why do we not have that no. queued up? The no, we don't. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. And we've got National Banana Bread Day, and then also today is curling is cool day which i was telling marie earlier before the show came on and um because she knew i wouldn't believe it and she had to give me a heads up that it was coming it is legitimately curling is cool day which is so cool that today we're talking about curling (laughs) and the olympics right the other day um somebody said to me uh, i don't know anyone who knows anything about curling it was titus from it and i said well i used to live in fairbanks alaska and we had a curling club in Fairbanks, Alaska, and there were a lot of people that I knew who were very serious about curling. And by very serious, I mean they traveled all over the world yeah. doing competitions. They went to Norway and Sweden and different parts of Canada and everything doing these so what's curling the rules? competitions. Do you even do you know the rules? Oh, I've seen it take place, but I don't necessarily know the rules. There's like more than one, because literally one time I watched, I thought, oh, this is like shuffleboard on ice. And then there was another time, yeah. a whole other like genre of what you're supposed to do yeah. and what the, what the goal was. There's some confusing pieces to it. And I think if you don't know the rules, you're a little bit, you could be a you're little bit cool, lost. You're not cool is what you are. Yeah. You're not cool. Well, curling is cool, but if you don't know curling, you're not cool. That's true. And we can talk about some cool curlers. There are the the Norway's team. Marie, we were talking about this. I heard that on this. So Norway, their curling team. Yes. They are most known for their outfits. And I don't know if you've been watching the Olympics or not. No. But Norway comes up with the most crazy looking outfits and they all match. And they made their first appearance in 2010 at the Vancouver Olympics. And actually, after that, this is very interesting to me. After that, those Olympics, they had a Facebook page that was called the Norwegian Olympic Curling Team's Pants. There's a Facebook page for just their pants. What's their friend count? Um, 575,000 <laughs> followers. Just for their pants? Just for their outfits. Wow. It's incredible. It's incredible. And the company that makes them, they're called Loudmouth, which makes sense. Appropriate. Like, <laughs> Appropriate. Um, they saw an increase in their sales, 40% increase after the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. Wow. So like the most, the most uh, I had ever heard about them was on Valentine's Day. They wore the heart pants they did. on Valentine's Day. First of all, not to be a girl, but it totally clashed with their top. <laughs> You You can be a girl on this show today. I am just (laughs) saying, if you're going to wear Valentine's pants on an Olympic stage, at least get a top to match. I mean, loudmouth.com or whatever the company that creates them. You should have, that was just not full effort. You should have gone out and made a top to match. Clearly, they're available. And you just can't mix and match. That is unacceptable. So, no medal. They do not medal for that day. That's no. There's yeah. no gold medal for you in, in outfit wearing. I'm on not sure. I'm not sure how that team's doing, or if they're still in the running. But um, they definitely made a statement. They, they might not have gotten the gold, silver, bronze, but I think they definitely made statements on um, on this Olympics. Well, and they're cool. They are. I think they're. I think their outfits are really neat. I think. I it's will kind say of, this: at least they drew attention to their sport. 
They did, you for know, sure. I mean, nobody really is, uh, ex- no. ex- except for those in Alaska yes. and, and areas where, you know, there's no, Norway, there's lots of, of course, Norway is leading the metal count because they, they live in ice and snow, of course. <laughs> right. Um, so good for them, but at least people are talking about curling. Good for them. They, you know, yeah. they bring a little attention to their sport and, and they're doing very well. So it was fun to watch. I will say it was very fun to watch the curling yeah it it, i have learned a little bit about it since i've had to do some research Mm -hmm. on it and just kind of figuring out you know the reason why it's in there and we'll talk about that later in our show but um it has been interesting to watch and Mm -hmm. kind of learn just what these athletes have to go through in order to qualify for the Olympics or even mm-hmm. just to be good at it. You know, maybe not medal in any way, but just to be good at what they're doing in their sport. Yeah, because um, definitely, like, it doesn't matter what the sport is. You don't have to necessarily know all the rules about it, but you can appreciate the effort that they take. I mean, curling alone, the crouching tiger, <laughs> that, that position that they're in to set the stone down the ice and maintain that, I mean, that takes, I mean, I mean they're going to the gym and working <laughs> out so that they can do this for the Olympics. So, I mean, any kind of sport, I think I could watch almost anything and appreciate yeah. just the effort it takes for them. Yeah. I will say I'm one of those people that I look at it and I'm like, oh, that just doesn't look that hard. Like, <laughs> That's because they make it look easy. Exactly. They make it look flawless and yeah. perfect. But then the minute I even attempt just the smallest part of their sport or whatever, yeah. I'm like, okay, appreciation. Got it. I, will I appreciate this. them. We were sitting here watching it with um, <clears throat> some friends of ours, and we thought, she goes, <laughs> my friend said, why are they why are they sweeping the ice? And I'm like, oh no, that's part of the game. You can like smooth out the ice. And she's like, well, I can do that. I do that all the time. Like I can broom and I can sweep and I can vacuum. And yeah. this is an Olympic sport. We need to make an Olympic sport <laughs> with our household chores. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Our household chores can be an Olympic sport, it to is. be honest. I think the other week, I don't know, I did like eight or ten loads of laundry. I'm like, yeah, I deserve the gold for that one. Gold medal. Gold medal. Right there. <laughs> you should come to our house. We'll do well, seven people in there. Honestly, no. I was doing it because my <laughs> husband was missing the pair, the the mate to three socks. Okay. And we couldn't find them. And he thought that the laundry ate it. And I just couldn't figure it out. Oh, no, it was at the bottom of the basket that I hadn't touched. And I don't know. I can see losing socks, but my kids lose shoes. That's what they lose. Shoes. Where is my shoe? (laughs) You have to go. I don't know. Like, (laughs) how could I possibly know? On their own. (laughs) That's super funny. Oh, my. Well, we've got um, a few guests coming up this this um, couple hours. And I'm looking forward to having them here. We will go ahead and take a short break. And when we return, we will be in the studio with Holly Novak for This Day in History. Stay tuned. Till 5, 
Again, I'm your host, Lindsay Nagengast, and I am joined in the studio by Bonnie Dongan <laughs> and Holly Novak. Holly, welcome. Thank you. Is this your first time on Live Till 5, Holly? First time on Live Till 5, yes. I love having new guests on these shows. It's so fun to me. Well, first of all, I've never hosted. Well, first so this of all, is, you're a guest. <laughs> I'm a guest the as the host. is a guest. <laughs> I have been on Live Till 5, though, before. But you guys have never been on Live Till 5, so this is really exciting for me. Just a bunch of golden girls up here. That's right. Hanging out. We have the golden girls up here. So, Holly, you are going to be doing This Day in History for us, right? I am. Awesome. So what happened this day in history on February 23rd? Well, I brought my special Today in History book. And so I was looking through it today and taking a look at some of the things that I thought were interesting. And and here's one. Today in history, so this is what, February 23rd. 1896, you have Leo Hirschfeld introduces the Tootsie Roll. Oh. Thank you, Leo. (laughs) Thank you. I know. I mean, Wait, what was the year on that? It was 1896. Wow. They're that old? They're that old. I have Tootsie Rolls that are that old. I think we just (laughs) literally just talked about that, but go ahead. Well, 1896, the late 1800s industry was uh, was just getting going in uh, in America, and uh, I was just talking with this about this with my AP class. And do you know the difference between uh, cities before the Civil War and cities after the Civil War? I do not. Well, cities before the Civil War, they did not have industry and manufacturing in the city center. They had it in the country. Oh. And the reason is, is that they were closer to rivers. And rivers provided the power Mm. for uh, the machinery. And so then later when they started getting steam for steam engines and coal and electricity, then they started moving industry into the city center. And so cities just started exploding in population towards the end of the 1800s. And cities before the Civil War, they were centers of finance and of trade. Very cool. But not manufacturing. That's amazing. That's very cool. I'm so glad you're up here. I just don't know anything about history. So everything you're going to say is going to be something new for me, I'm sure. Don't you wish all your students did this every time you I'm amazed. something, Holly? Just Thank hung you. on my every word. Yeah, I know. This is great. This is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Today in history, 1835, the Mexican general, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, lays siege to the Alamo in Texas. I remember the Alamo. Do you remember the Alamo? (laughs) I do. Good. I'm a car rental, but I don't know about (laughs) that. So I've been thinking a lot about this because we just talked about Hawaii as Mm -hmm. well in U.S. history. And Hawaii and Texas were both annexed Mm -hmm. to the United States. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know what annex means? means added to. That's right. That's right. And Good job. The, well, I'm an English teacher. <laughs> I hope I, I know w- that. I would bank on the fact that you knew what that word means. <laughs> anyway, annex. It's adding to the uh, adding to the union. Now, the interesting thing about both Texas and Hawaii is that you had American settlers had moved to both Texas and Hawaii for for economic reasons. Uh, for Texas, it was the land for cattle ranching. For Hawaii, it was actually missionaries went there first. And then oh. their kids became sugar plantation owners. Missionary children? Missionary children. Were sugar plantation owners? Sugar plantation owners. I feel owners. like there's a conflict of interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> there actually was. 
(laughs) You were right. uh, (laughs) Going back to Texas, uh, a lot of times, you know, the remember the Alamo cry and we thought, oh, you know, that's terrible what happened at the Alamo. But in reality, and, and this actually is linked to discussions from today because we we talk about the wall and keeping um you know immigrants from mexico out of america but the thing is we were immigrants into mexico first Mm -hmm. so we went into mexico um under the auspices of the mexican government oh and the mexican government had some uh some rules uh, that they laid down for american immigrants and they encouraged immigration from America uh, because they brought good business with them. Um, But some of their rules were uh, like, for example, when Santa Ana became, became the dictator, he, well, first of all, he's a dictator. Right. And Mm -hmm. American settlers don't like dictators. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other thing that he did was he made uh, Roman Catholicism, the official church of Mexico. And it had always been big in Mexico, but it wasn't the official church yet. And so establishing an official church, especially when it's the Roman Catholic Church, that went against the settlers as well. But the the Austins, um, Stephen Austin went to to Mexico and he brought a lot of uh, settlers with him. And he had tried to work with the Mexican government and tried to uh, uh, just kind of obey the rules and get along with it and have good relationships with them but when Santa Ana uh, came to power he he didn't like the American settlers as much because they had taken up too much land and so he wanted them he wanted them gone and so he thought maybe the uh, the stricter rules would uh, kind of force them to move away but Mm -hmm. in reality what they did was they wanted to rebel and revolt Mm -hmm. and so when he marched on the Alamo it was a it was a sign of you will obey the rules. And so he came to the Alamo, and it, the Alamo is not a fort. It's just this church. And mm-hmm. the uh, defenders that were there, um, they said, you know, we're not going to leave. We're not going to give up our land. We're not going to follow your rules. And so he uh, went ahead and defeated the fort and killed uh, everybody in it. And so that kind of sent this this mm-hmm. wave of rebellion with the other uh American settlers in Texas and, and, and their, their rallying cry became, remember the Alamo. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were bound to determine to defeat Santa Ana's army. He thought that if, uh, Santa Ana thought that if he had gone uh, to the the Alamo and kind of showed who was boss, then they would back down. Mm-hmm. They didn't back down. They ended up just going to war with him. they're Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They went to war with him and they defeated him ultimately in the Battle of San Jacinto and then they 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 declared themselves a republic. Now they were they were at the time they asked and this was in 1836 so they asked the United States uh can you annex us and the United States said no. Um because the United States didn't want further war with Mexico cuz Mexican territory stretched all the way up until like the southern border of of Washington. And so all of California, all mm-hmm. of New Mexico, all of um, Utah, that was all Mexican territory. And so the Texas itself now was under the control of these Americans. And they said, can we, you know, be annexed? And right. the president said no. And so for 10 years, they, they existed as a, as a lone republic. And so they needed hmm. a flag. 
and so they modeled it after the American flag. The American flag had stars on it. They only had one state in the republic, so they put one star on it. Well, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Ah! (laughs) Yeah, you know. Lone Star Republic. You know, I actually got to learn just a little bit of what you're saying um, when I went on a three-day train trip across the country. It was unexpected, but we did it. That was your and um, (laughs) unexpected adventure. My unexpected adventure back in September. And we went from Los Angeles, California, Mm -hmm. all the way down through the Southwest. And we learned as you're going on this train, it was seriously, the train was called the Southwest Chief. And it was the most interesting um, train trip that I think I'll ever experience. Maybe the only one I'll ever experience. (laughs) But um, we learned about just the difference I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go into it because obviously, Holly, you know way more about all of it. But the Indians and the Mexican invasions and all of these things. So I'm not going to obviously act like I know exactly what I'm talking about. But I did kind of see on this train trip a little bit about what you're saying. Yeah. It's very never, interesting. I never knew that's where Lone Star State came from. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's interesting. Is this, are, are these topics that you teach or... These are actual topics you teach in class? I do. American yeah. history. You yeah. are very knowledgeable in all of this, like just the history of it. And it's impressive because. You're the star of this segment. You <laughs> are. You are the star, star of the segment. I no, am not like. Not a lone star. <laughs> Bonnie had her moment of time there that's with true. Annex. That's true. Annex. That's, yeah. Annex. Uh, that's a moment in history. And now Bonnie with a moment in English. Oh, dear. <laughs> and back to history. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very cool. Do you have more? I had some um, odd items as well. I pulled up just to have, just in case. Okay. Well, what's your? Yeah, go for it. What do you? What do you have? Well, in 1945, the U.S. Marines raised the Iwo Jima. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. The flag, uh-huh. which is the iconic picture. Do you have something to say on that? Because I don't know all about that war and everything, but you're just going to introduce it. But well, it. it's a neat, <laughs> it's a neat, it happened today. I was going to say, explain it to In us, Lindsay. How did that work? No, I will not be explaining oh, it. okay. I'll allow Holly to explain it if she wants, but <laughs> I will not. No pressure. Well, I mean, the, the picture that we see, it, the iconic picture, it was staged. They didn't have a picture of them actually raising the flag. Oh. They staged that picture, and it's on the top of Mount Suribachi. And Iwo Jima, you have Iwo Jima uh, as one of the, the closest uh, islands before actually um, raiding Japan, Japan mm-hmm. Japan's mainland. Mm-hmm. The, at this point in time in the, in, the, in the war, the war in Europe had already uh, ended. They had already um, done D-Day. They had already, um, they had already uh, invaded Germany. And so now all that was left was Japan. And Japan was like, they were, they were not going to surrender. Hmm. And so as, as the United States went closer and closer to Japan, the, the whole campaign was called an island hopping campaign. It was called island hopping because they, there were different strongholds that ja- Japan had in the Pacific. And so what they were trying to do is they were trying to, to bypass some of the the more the, the stronger ones as they established um, bases on the uh, uh, the, the less uh, protected ones that Japan had, mm-hmm. um, with some notable exceptions, they had Guam and Saipan uh, pretty pretty mm-hmm. tightly, and so they they even though it was a it was a pretty locked down 
island. They still invaded Guam and Saipan because it was close. It was close enough, and it used to be an American right. territory, and it was close enough for them to, to launch an invasion if they had to actually uh, invade uh, Japan. Mm. And so um, with, with Iwo Jima, uh, it's kind of like a, a big volcano, uh, Iwo Jima was. And um, they yeah, there's no inhabitants there, right? There's no, no. There's no. nothing there. It's just um, mm-hmm. uh, like a really small flight line. And even on right. Guam now... They'll mm-hmm. fly small planes uh, into Iwo Jima. They take yeah. their vets out about this time of year, and and they have a time of they have a memorial there. I think Jap, uh, Japanese troops and in- American troops go out there. Very cool, and I think we've ha- I think Pastor Heron has been on that. I think That's he's flown cool. out directly to the island. Very cool. Very cool. Huh. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think this day in history. Yeah, learning all go. kinds of things. Yeah. So what else is going on in so, this day of history? Another thing that I pulled, just because I was researching all kinds of things, the by okay, you have to say the name for me, Johannesburg, 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 Johannesburg. Gutenberg, no, no, no. Johann Gutenberg. Okay. Oh, Johann Gutenberg. Johann. <laughs> I thought you were talking about South like, Africa. <laughs> My pronunciation, no. pronunciation is just not there. Um. It's an estimated date, but in in 1455, he prints the first Bible, which I think is an amazing time in history because obviously oh. mm-hmm. the it is, of course, an estimated date. So it's not like February 23rd, but I think it was around within these. February? Maybe within February, but he prints the first Bible. So we have all been impacted by that in one mm-hmm. way or another in our we lives. Have. And so it was just an interesting fact. And the Bible is the world's most selling distributed book so and that's just print i mean now we have yeah. our apps and yeah we uh-huh. have, it's true it's very true um, just you know online computer we're very fortunate we are we are very fortunate and fortunate to have a lot of people working on uh translating it to different languages and different mm-hmm. islands and countries and um you know that's what we should remember more than the alamo <laughs> very true yeah. way to bring it back quality radio well did you know that johann grutenberg is credited for the the uh, invention of the printing press but he didn't actually invent it <gasps> really the chinese invented it <gasps> we did not know that i'm not surprised <laughs> the chinese okay, so knowledge what, i love this so what is his connection then well he he made it useful and he he I made it with it. With mm-hmm. a movable type, because the Chinese they had they had two kinds. There were like block type printing where they had like big mm-hmm. uh, plates, and then there was movable type. But movable type wasn't very practical in the Chinese language because there's so many characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so using uh, this this printing press with with European characters, there were fewer of them, so it was more practical. So they invented it. Couldn't find, didn't find it useful. Correct. Passed it on to him, mm-hmm. and here we are. There we go. Wow. Here we are. And here we are. <laughs> I think the internet started quick. like that too. I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know how he got connected to that invention. Well, it was the time during the the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. So what was your what was your year there? Fourteen fifty five. Okay. Yeah, so this okay. is kind of a, you know, kind of precursor there to the Renaissance. And the Renaissance was a revival and a rebirth of learning. 
And um, around it's like Elizabeth. Mm hmm. Right? Or right after? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the era? Li Elizabeth yeah, Elizabeth era. Tudor. Oh, okay. And the, uh, Lindsay the Crusades. Knew that, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I knew all about that. But it's interesting because there's a lot of inventions that happen mm -hmm. in medicine and technology, a lot of where it was created for one thing mm -hmm. and then repurposed for something else, which everybody knows about, you know, yeah. current and current use. Right. So, word to the wise ne nothing is wasted. True. <laughs> always be repurposed. That's awesome. Yeah. Holly, is there anything else? If not, we're going to break for commercials soon. Do you have anything else on to this day in history that's well, happened? Well, the, the number one this day in history event in my book is that this day in history, in 1997, NBC showed Schindler's List Ooh. without commercial interruption. Whoa. And so it was the first movie shown on American TV without interruption. Now, I've never seen Schindler's List. I've never List. seen it either. Isn't it a scary movie? No, well, it's about the no, Holocaust. It's about the Holocaust. Oh, it's about the Holocaust. Why did I think it was scary? I don't it know. Well, because I mean, that is scary. It's, it's graphic. I will wow. say this. I have purposely not watched it because I, um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's too emotional. And it's, uh, you know, the stories are very real. And I've read stories. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, it was a very difficult uh, part of our uh, world history, mm -hmm. but I think it. I think graphically, it'd be very difficult for me to see that. I mean, I mm -hmm. think I've seen mm -hmm. clips and things, but I just. Uh, I mean, it's. It is scary, like what Lindsay's saying, just to be able to visualize it because you hear it, you hear it in your history books and things like that. Yeah. But to, to visually see it is just mm. very difficult to watch. But I'm glad that they did it. I think it was a very eye opening and. You know, for NBC to to play that without commercial interruption. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I just got a message from Jared, so I have to. I was going to say I'm doing a I'm doing a shout out to these two. List. I told him I was going to do a shout out. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. He said that uh, I think he's I think he's referring to what Lindsay said that the Holocaust was scary for a lot of people. Yes. So yes, we're going to do a quick shout out to Lawrence and Jared who are in the states currently in Alabama <laughs> listening to the show. And the thing and is, <laughs> I messed up and I had I I rebooted the computer just to make sure everything worked because we had an error last week and there was no internet stream for the first part of the show. So I'm oh they missed the best that part. Was they my missed error. the best part. Yeah, that, that was, they <laughs> totally missed the best part. We that was my sorry. error. I just yeah. want to let them know that was my error. Well, I just have to give them a shout out, but it is making me a little nervous that they are like listening. It's just not. I don't know. There are other people listening too. Oh, there are, but I don't know. Those two together, <laughs> sitting next to each other, like listening right now, just just freaks me out. So, but oh. shout out to Lawrence and, and Pastor Jared. Before we uh, sum up the uh, history, is uh, we had significant history a day in history, and that was the recent passing of Billy Graham. Mm, um, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, well, it was two days. Our, you know, we're mm -hmm. a day ahead on Guam, yeah. but very sad news for us to hear, mm -hmm. and it was. Uh, I think a good time for our nation to uh, stop for a moment and appreciate um, the men and women of faith that mm -hmm. we have in our country. And there are very few people that are as connected um, and outspoken for Christ as Billy Graham. And, you know, I'm thankful for the many men that are, um, you know, still serving the Lord and speaking out for Christ. But uh, mm -hmm. Billy Graham was definitely, you know, out in the forefront. So, yeah. You know, he spoke for the Queen of England. Yeah. Wasn't that on the crown? Dude, that was on the crown. 
haven't gotten that far in the crown, but someone told me that Lindsay, that's a TV show. <laughs> I oh no, I follow the crown. Oh sure. Schindler's list, no. But the crown, yes. Okay. I follow the crown. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna take a short break and when we return, we're gonna have um What's in my coffee? We'll play the game What's in My Coffee. Thank you, Holly, for doing this day in history for us. There's a dark and a troubled side of that. There's a bright and sunny side too. Though we meet with the darkness and strife, sunny side we also Hello, my name is Chris Harper. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. I just wanted to remind you and apologize again. This week on the program, we are missing our second hour. Now, it's a problem with our recording software. We had the same problem last week, but with both hours, unfortunately. We halfway fixed it this week. The good news is we know what the problem is, and so we know how to fix it for next week. So again, I want to apologize for no second hour of Live Till 5 today, but the rest of our first hour is coming up in a moment. Stay here. Live Till 5. That was some of our HUBC students singing live here in the studio at KHMG. And we're so thankful for the ministry that the students have here at Harvest Ministries and that we get to get to know them from the many islands, from Marshalls and Yap and Pompeii and all the islands. And we're just thankful for these girls being able to come on live. That's a first for us here on Live Till 5, being able to have live music as our intro. That's fantastic. It Thank was beautiful. You. Thank you very Absolutely much. beautiful. Thank you girls very much for coming up. They uh, were singing to Lisa Anderson, who has been a faithful church member here at Harvest Baptist Church and preparing to move on. And um, her husband's going to Japan. to Japan. Yeah, Yakuska, Japan. So they were doing a, a little farewell song for Lisa, and that was absolutely beautiful. So we're very thankful for that. Well, we have a few minutes till um, we have our SRN news coming up. About four minutes. Four minutes. Yep. So, uh, Marie, go ahead and share a verse after that beautiful song. Just yeah. Well, you know, it's um, ironic that the, they were singing to Lisa because she has been 
uh, just a great part of our music ministry at Harvest Baptist Church, and she's um, served in the community here on Guam for many years. Her family's from here. Um, and then earlier we were talking about the Olympics mm-hmm. and just all those things, and it brought a verse to my mind out of Hebrews 12 that says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith and i think that verse applies to lisa uh, for sure um as she has done that she's uh, persevered a lot of things and and continues to run the race but even in the olympics um that verse always comes to my mind of course every time you think of olympics summer or winter um you know, we think about all these different races, and I, when I think about those things, the most common thing you hear people say is, oh, you know, that we're going to win a prize, run the race, and then you win a prize. But I think, to me, the most important part of that verse is that you're running the race that Christ has set before you. Mm-hmm. And that verse came real to me through some difficult times. And um, when I see the Olympics, I think, wow, you know, so often it's easy to look at different um sports and and races and I think we were talking about that a little bit earlier about different um like what sport would you want to do but you know God has a plan for each one of us and we have to run the race that he gives us and we get sidetracked sometimes by what is going on in other people's lives and uh and other people's um, accomplishments and we have to focus and that what's that's what that verse in Hebrews reminds me of is focusing on what God has given us to run the race that's set before us not to get distracted but to you know, the prize is Christ. And I think even with Billy Graham's passing, a lot of people have said that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's been a good time to focus on Christ being the prize and not what other people have accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, in an article I was reading about how the Christian life is like the Olympics, it says a runner must train for his race, know the rules and commit to winning. A believer must endure hardship exercise absolute and enduring faith in the word of God and keep his eyes on the goal. Mm. So they're very similar in how we um, live our lives and how we can, we need to keep Christ the center of our life and the prize for sure. Yeah, definitely. I know. I I mean, just think about any race that you you run. If you're not in your lane, you're disqualified. If you're, you're not in the right, if you don't show up to the wrong sport, you're disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) That would not be good. would be my biggest fear if I was an Olympic um, athlete like get up make sure you go to the right place you're like you're in a foreign country or whatever you got to show up on time you got to you know okay (laughs) not to to, to tear from what was just said but I literally was watching the snowboarders and I thought I would be the one at the top that would slip Yep. And just literally slide down <laughs> the half pipe or something like that and be like, oh, sorry, I slipped. Can I go again? No, that's you. That's yeah. your score. You have yep. a zero. That would be me. I wouldn't give you a zero. Yeah. I'd give you something. I, well, you I'm get sure a low score, but you do get a score. I'm pretty yeah. sure my flailing would get, you know, like creativity points, right. style points. <laughs> some sure of, it, some and of if, them fell. I mean, some of them just... Well, and went the first thing up and fell. Yeah, as you're going down, you're probably gonna like flip in the air accidentally. But if I had curling pants, which (laughs) at least you'd look good. I would look great. I want those curling pants. So we'll see about uh, curling pants. But uh, for now, we're gonna be wrapping it up. Yeah. So we'll come back. We'll have the our quiz. We'll have what's in my coffee, and um, stay tuned.